and welcome, citizens of Dark Crow City. You have arrived at episode 48 of Dark Crow's Comics Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry E., and I'm joined Victor by Young. my co-host... I already Victor. said it. You, were, you, didn't, you didn't say it fast enough. Wow. Victor. And I thought I was going at like lightning speed too. <laughs> Victor Young. That's my third time saying it, Jerry. All right, all right. Jeez. Just, you know, just in case we're listening in here, you're the first time. You're going so fast. If you're new to this show, this is a podcast where two nerdy guys brew themselves a nice hot cup of coffee. And then we sit down to break down, analyze, and discuss some of the new comic books that are hitting the local comic shop. So the coffee we'll be brewing today is called Alfonso Matthias. Matthias? Matthias? Matthias. Matthias? Yeah. Alfonso Matthias, roasted by Phil and Sebastian Coffee Roasters. And the comics we'll be discussing today are Batman number 65, Justice League number 18, Guardians of the Galaxy number 2, Venom number 11, Sharky Bounty Hunter number 1, and High Level number 1. If you like this show, please hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. We can be found on podcast services all around the world. So alongside we're hitting that subscribe button, let us know how we're doing. By hitting up iTunes or other service providers, I believe they can also have the ability to do so. Just leave us a review and a rating and make sure you tell everyone about this podcast. So before we get into our discussions for the week, Victor, huh? how have you been? Uh, you know, been doing a lot of introspective thinking. Okay. And uh, my kind of introspective thinking. My general answer to you is, uh, it's, I didn't do much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. No, I um, I mean, uh, of course, other than the usual stuff, I had a chance to watch Aquaman again, which was nice. What do you mean again? I've seen Aquaman twice now. Oh, you haven't even seen Aquaman once? No, I've seen it once. Oh well, there you go. I actually just watched it uh, last weekend. Oh, there you go. So I've I've you watched like it? it. Of course, I liked it. I've seen it twice. I, don't, I, don't know. I mean, some of, and we may have touched upon this in an earlier episode, but some of the acting and the writing is just really, just really cheesy. It was a little spotty a at little, times, little, yeah, little but like, like that one time when it was quirky. That I one time when that, like yeah. he went to go pass through that that water. Spoilers. Uh, past the waterfall, <laughs> and then like um, Mira and um, and his mom, spoilers are looking at him, and he just turns around, looks at them, and then turns back. I was like, oh, here we go, here we go again with this uh, with this campy acting. Uh, but it's not their fault. I mean, they're great actors and actresses. Just the writing was just so. Yeah, the writing made it. I think they wrote it more quirky. They wrote it more cheesy that way. Yeah. And um, I I don't know I I like it I like, like I mean yeah to be fair to the movie overall it's a really good movie yeah um, but I don't know if the DCEU can ride ride everything ride on the backs of Aquaman the wave of Aquaman <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do this huh we're gonna do this huh but uh, but other than that. Um, just regular life stuff, man. You know, just I'm trying to get a new phone. Trying to get a new phone plan. Okay. Um, Did you get it? No. Oh. Uh, I, I'm very meticulous when it comes to that stuff. I'm a very, like, make sure you call retention kind of guy. Oh. To oh, get, okay. like, the best deal possible. That's just who I am. So I'm still working on that. I mean, not that I have any issues with my phone and my plan right now, but, you know, time to upgrade. Yeah, I mean, anytime you can get to an iPhone, you should just do it. Well, because then I'm not gonna say iPhone specifically. 
yes. maybe like the Pixel Three. I don't know. Or the Huawei Mate Twenty. Like, like those are good. I don't phones. know. I don't know about. I don't know if Huawei. You just you you can't depend on that now in Canada. What does it matter? Is you mean maybe not maybe not in the future, but their phones will still work with Canada. <laughs> yeah, just their bandwidth won't be that good. That makes no sense. Didn't they say they're blocking five G access or whatever on it? Uh, but it wouldn't matter if your phone doesn't have five G anyway. But <laughs> don't the Huawei? I thought the Huawei's do. Uh, I don't think there's any phones right Wait, now. Was it five or four? Five G. But I don't think there's any phones right now in Canada that support five G. Because five G is not a thing in Canada right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, like. Oh, so you're just getting to something that's already okay. I thought you were gonna like, yeah, wait you, for a new phone coming out. I mean, I might then, still you know. do that, right? Okay. Like, but uh, yeah, I mean, your your phone has to be five G capable in its hardware. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Of so course. I mean, yeah. if it doesn't have, it wouldn't matter, yeah. right? Yeah. So I mean, I, I may still just wait. We'll I don't see, know. Right? I don't know. I I, I just get iPhones. <laughs> I mean, iPhones are great. I feel you like know, that's part of your problem. But anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm having zero problems. Mm, wasn't the first that uh, wasn't always great. the case that, it's always been the case no no not at all it's, uh, it's always been the case. <laughs> not at all anyways jerry t- tell me uh how your week has gone yeah it's been uh, it's, you know stuffs okay <laughs> <laughs> i've been playing a lot of um nba live recently because uh we ended up buying that on sale mm-hmm. um for some reason they just decided they're gonna stop competing price wise i guess or just go hyper competitive with price so i bought yeah. nba live 19 for um seven dollars very good yeah yeah i was like you you, you know the all-star break like just happened and <laughs> and it's it went on sale for seven bucks and i was like mm-hmm. okay i guess yeah okay so but i've been playing it it's pretty fun it's uh it's pretty cool well can't be that bad for seven bucks <laughs> it doesn't matter how bad the game is you yeah got it for seven dollars no, no, I will say though, if I paid eighty bucks for that game, and you know, in Canada we pay eighty bucks for games, um, because of the exchange. So we, we, you know, our regular price is eighty bucks. I know a lot of our states listeners <laughs> are going to be like eighty bucks, <laughs> but it's, it's, yep, that's yeah, what we pay <laughs> yeah, eighty bucks for games. Uh, if I paid eighty bucks for NBA Live, I think I'd be pretty upset. I yeah, I to be here. Here's the thing: like, I don't know if I would pay eighty dollars for any game nowadays. You know what I mean? Like it's I only select few. It's tough for me unless yeah. like it's a game I've been waiting for for like a hundred years. Like it's <laughs> yeah, 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 it's tough for me to justify spending that kind of money on a triple A title that I may not play again after the first playthrough. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's for me the experience has to be like really worth it. Um, and then it's for triple A titles nowadays. I don't know, man. Last one I did it for was God of War. That was also the last one I did it for. The next one I might do it for is probably a, the newest, La- God of, like another God of War. Or, or last The of Last Us. of Us. Well, it's something that's like an impactful story. Like Days you know? Gone, I feel like, maybe a game that might be worth it. That new one with uh, Norman Reedus. Oh, um, Death Stranding? Might be worth it. I don't, I don't, I don't even, know. I still don't even yeah, know what that know. game's about, to be honest. Like, uh, like $60 for sure. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. 50, even, you know, 50. 50 is where, where my sweet spot is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get it for fifty bucks. Easy, easy decision. But see, like now, now for me is a little different because now that we pay eighty bucks for games, right? I know the PlayStation Store likes to put things on sale for sixty dollars. Yeah. Like after like maybe like two months or a month or something like that, I'm like, no, 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 you're not getting me with that sale because that's what I used to pay. 
Yeah. So I will go, I will wait until it goes even lower. Yeah. So a lot of games I'm still kind of waiting on, but if it's like a game like God of War, I totally just I just drop my wallet on that for sure. Yeah, that's and, that's a day one. That buy. and I think the you know before that it was like Horizon. I dropped like full price on that too. Yeah, that game was so good. It's good, but I don't know. I, yeah. I I I didn't see the replay value in it, but. That's just me. Like yeah, my, yeah, yeah. my taste in games is obviously... well. Sports games is like up right up your alley. Just replay for days. Oh yeah, for sure. You know? That's why NBA actually. No, I lied. NBA was the last game I paid eighty bucks for. Yeah, yeah. Two K. Yeah. Oh no, I, I pay more though for NBA. Yeah, because you I get bought, the, the, the you get the VC edition. pack. Yeah, yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got that like the high up edition. It comes with like a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah, I was like okay, cool. Because for me, it's like I'm I'm okay with the grind, right? Like I'm okay with losing a couple games here and there, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. If I need to get the VC, then. I may I don't know we'll see yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but that that kind of stuff like yeah replay value it's gotta be there man yeah for sure it's gotta yeah. be there or like <laughs> I guess games like yeah sports games are like multiplayer shooters or like you know things like Overwatch or whatever right but, yeah but shooters yeah. even shooters I don't I'm not a big fan of anymore now yeah nowadays yeah just it's just it's just repetitive yeah. but anyways enough of us just uh, complaining about <laughs> <laughs> no, video games. <laughs> um, yeah, let's go brew coffee. We'll come back and talk some comics. Heck yeah. And we're at the comic segments. <laughs> real hype, real excitement. Well, we out here doing uh, dance hall parties. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what we do in this segment is we take some of the newest comic books that are hitting the local comic shop and we talk about them, we discuss them, and uh, we hope you enjoy the conversation that we're having. We try to talk about some of the themes and the story and the plot and stuff like that. Um, but before we get into the discussions themselves, Victor is going to talk to us a little bit about the coffee that we'll be having for the week. I am. I, I, I guess so. You announced I, it like it was so. just like I gave you brand the, new. I gave you the coffee. <laughs> Our so, coffee this week <laughs> is called Alfonso Mateus from the country of Colombia in a region named Palestina Huila. And it's been roasted by Phil and Sebastian Coffee Roasters out in Calgary, Alberta. So our central Canadian brothers, sisters thing, I don't, you got to be real careful about labels these days. So yeah, it's, um, we don't want to tread into those. Let's just say, let's just say, let's just say friends at uh, Calgary, Alberta, not just be offensive. So, okay. All right. We'll leave it at that. (laughs) See, this is why you do the, I let you do the copies. I mean, because I I don't have to cheat. So I wouldn't have been nearly as informative. (laughs) I would have been like, yeah, it's from Phil and Sebastian. All right, cool. All right. So before we, um, before we start talking about the books, uh, spoiler warning, because of the way we talk about these books, because of the way we break them down and how we have to get into the plot and stuff like that, there will be spoilers on the plot. So if you have not read the books, Make sure you go to your local comic shop, pick up the books, buy them, go home, read them, and then come back and uh, listen to the segment. And uh, hope you enjoy it. Okay, so, book number one, Batman number 65, is written by Joshua Williamson, with art by Gilla March, colors by Tomomori, and letters by Steve Wands. Steve Wands. Steve Wands. So this is part three, I believe, yeah, part three of the... The price crossover between Batman and the Flash. Um, the first probably I would say quarter of the issue 
when um, when Claire uh, was going over sort of like, oh, how is my background story going to be like? Um, oh, it should be this. It should be this. Her origin? Yeah, her origin. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I really didn't care about that first quarter of the issue. Because yeah. that's not what I was reading the issue for. Not that I don't like Claire as a character. I think she's... I think there's a lot of potential for her, right? Mm-hmm. But I think in this particular instance, I really cared about more about um, <clears throat> the relationship between Batman and the Flash. Yep. And I really just wanted to read that. Uh, but other than that, I, the issue was real good. <laughs> yeah. Really, really liking it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I think the angle with trying to, uh, trying to explore her mindset you know as she's going through this thing where like she's trying to essentially discover herself right right through this whole ordeal mm-hmm. um because i think she she always felt like her brother got the origin story yeah because her brother is the one that was rescued um that sort of gave him that spark yeah um and i think she wanted to do something similar and he the the brother also ended up dying you know as part of a story mm-hmm. and and i feel like for her is she's never she never got to experience the story she never yeah. got to become a story mm-hmm. right so she, even though she understands that her powers are literally killing her i think what she's doing now her own sense of discovery is the story yeah Right, and the story becomes her trying to become something else. Right, and instead of the story being when she becomes something else, it's the journey. Right, and for me that that's kind of interesting because it, it it's giving us a, it's giving us an insight into the superhero that doesn't know how to become a superhero. Yeah, and is trying to find this way where really becoming a superhero in comics is really just do good things. Yeah, that's it. Right, like you just do good things. Her, her, uh, her idea of a superhero is pretty perverted. Yeah, I think it's pretty perverted, pretty skewed. Yeah, and I think it's just um, like her, her idea of a superhero is somebody who has that that backstory, that origin story that's larger than life, mm-hmm. right? Um, <clears throat> and she doesn't have that, and and she's trying to justify not having one or making one up that's just as grand yeah um and it's just it's sort of like what's the best way to put this in my head i'm trying to figure this out i think it cheapens her as a character for me Mm. right um because even if you didn't have that origin story you know more or less what it takes to be a superhero you don't have to like yeah you know what i mean like you just gotta go and do good things like you said right you don't have to you don't need to want to be a superhero to know that that's what it takes to be a superhero right um and i understand that mentally it's she's not all there obviously the loss of her brother and Batman trying to steer her away from what she wants to be it really has taken a toll on her Mm -hmm. 
Um, but I don't know, man. I don't. I think it takes away from the character for me. Yeah. But uh, but that's just me. That's yeah. just me. <laughs> I. It takes away in a sense where I felt like this was a, this is a kind of a different depiction of the Gotham girl that we're getting with Tom King's portion yeah, of Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I feel like on that run and the way that he depicts her is a little differently because he depicts the both of them as having hero qualities mm-hmm. and is willing to trade and sacrifice to do what is right, right? And they went and get um and and gotten their powers because mm-hmm. they wanted to do what's right. Yeah. In here that that's sort of that's sort of been twisted in this story. Yeah. Um and especially with her bringing Gotham back, mm-hmm. right? I felt like that part af- after seeing this issue, I felt like you probably should have just left Gotham. Yeah. Because yeah. Like, like you can just see how twisted her mindset is yeah. when she didn't know that's what's going to happen to her mm-hmm. by by injecting more serum. Yeah, you, you know, yeah, the serum that's literally causing their decay. Um, I felt like it just her her mind is so twisted at this moment. But you you're not really getting a sense of that in the main Batman run. Now, obviously, this is part of the main Batman series, but yeah, it's but the it's story is sort of writer. like it's it's, like a, it's almost Elseworld. Almost, yeah, yeah. but. You know, it's it it does take away a bit from the Gotham Girl story, and it also takes away from the Gotham story for me because I actually liked the way that Gotham story wrapped up mm-hmm. in the main Batman run. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end, where he just kind of goes out, right? Because that's that's somebody that's that's part of the plot. To show that no matter how, no matter who goes into Gotham, the city, they're going to be, they're going to be infected. Yeah. And they're going to be turned. And the city is going to turn on you. And you're not going to have that result. Like, no amount of light can really bring Gotham up. Yeah. So, having him just sort of being brought back by this, by this serum, and then have him decay again, for me is like, it's the symbolism lost on me. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, at this point of the crossover, like, we have one issue left. Um, and we see at the end with Claire just, um, like, just turns into this, like, you know, essentially like this Phoenix character. Yeah, <laughs> she, like, basically. She, like, goes into this, like, bright, right, uh, bright, bright light. Yeah, she's burning all her powers at once is basically what's happening. Yeah, like, completely She, she will die out. by the end of yeah, the next arc. But I'm not sure. Right, the next issue. I'm not sure how comfortable I am with that. That both of these characters die, not in Tom King's hand. Yeah. You know? I I would understand it more, I think, if the crossover... Now, now granted, the crossover is storyboarded by the both of them, I believe. Yeah. But Josh is just writing all four issues, mm-hmm. right? But it's, it's most likely planned out by the two of them. But... I'm not sure how comfortable I am knowing that Tom's not writing the issues that the two characters he created from the very start of the series will die at the end of this crossover. Uh, 
but again like how much of that affects like sort of the main run that uh that king's got going on everything right you know what i mean i, don't, I think I, it affects everything because gotham and gotham girl <laughs> is the literal symbolism of batman not being able to quit his life as batman well what i mean is and that like, led to the entire selena kyle thing for what, me what i mean is um like is she gonna be dead when when the next issue rolls out after the after the next one? Oh, you mean if she's gonna stay dead when he comes back? Like when Tom King comes back? Yeah. On the run? Like what I mean, like is uh, like how much of this is 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 part of the main continuity? Is what I'm trying to say, right? Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like, are we gonna go to issue uh sixty seven? Uh, sorry, sixty six, because the next one's gonna end with the Flash, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say he we come back at, at an issue sixty six, uh, and you know not to not to drag this issue out any longer, but uh, like, are we gonna come back to that? And is Gotham Girl no longer gonna be part of Bane's squad? You know what I mean? Like, I think it, so. Like, is she gonna die on the next issue, and then or not die? Maybe they'll find a way to save her, but. Uh, let's say she does like is she gonna die and then we come back to issue 66 and she's no longer part of them like that 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 squad that Bane's got going on like mm-hmm. like I don't know how much of this actually affects the main run that, that Tom King's got going on right like that part to me is inconclusive so we'll have to take it with a grain of salt in the meantime I suppose right and not be too upset at the fact that mm-hmm. she may or may not die right yeah 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 well, I mean, next week's Flash will have all the answers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just one of those. They they served more value to me, to the overall grand scheme of the story, of Batman's story, rather. Yeah. Having them being out of the picture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Um, having, having Claire sort of working in Bane's squad yeah. is fine. But I I would have rather that be answered after after the answers for Thomas Wayne. Yeah. Because now we have Thomas Wayne. Uh-huh. Then we went into the Nightmares arc. And now we're halfway through the Nightmares arc and we're doing this with Claire. And then we're going to go back and finish the Nightmares arc. Yeah. And then we go back to Thomas Wayne. And that like that's like four things apart. You know? So... To me, I, I, I is, think the, there's the, so much going on that I really didn't think this needed to be told. Yeah, and just to sort of, I, I guess, wrap this up, uh, I think that it's odd because you know that they wanted to do this collaboration. There was just no good time to inject it into the, the issues. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter whether it's going to be this arc or the next arc. Either way, this is happening in the middle of an arc. Mm-hmm. Right, so, and it's not like it's not like Williamson could just come in and and sort of like half write like Tom King's like main story. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. So like either way, there was just no good timing for this. Yeah, yeah. And there's no way that they could have done this that would have made sense with the main run. So again, like I said, we just gotta enjoy the story for what it is. Take it with a grain of salt and. If it affects the main story, it affects the main story. It's gotta though. It's yeah. gotta because because those characters don't exist in other timelines. Like this is the main timeline. But 
Either way, either way, we'll find out by next week's uh, next week's flash. <laughs> next week's the, flash at the end, it'll just say uh, doesn't change anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you guys were worried, huh? Fear not, nothing changed. <laughs> <laughs> Batman's still in a nightmare. <laughs> oh, no, no, this is a whole nightmare. <laughs> but instead of one issue, it's four. But oh, what if it, that is the case? I doubt it. <laughs> well, hey, who knows? Who, who knows? knows? Yeah, I mean, who knows? Would be a, would be a good way out of this. Yes. like a good way to still inject the story, but find a way out of that. Still makes sense for the main run. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's wrap that up and let's go to book number two, and that's Justice League number eighteen, written by James Tynion the Fourth, with art by Pasquale Ferry. Colors by Hi-Fi and letters by Tom Napolitano. Uh, a whole lot of nothing going on this issue. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it it was a whole lot of dialogue that really didn't lead to anywhere except for the end. And didn't need to be told. It didn't need to be told. Like we knew. Um, I here's here's the confusing part. I didn't even know that Lex knew all this stuff about his dad prior to. Um, um, meeting with the uh, with Martian Manhunter. I think I I only think he did. Yeah, because from the very start of the run, he went to the Legionnaires Club. But that's only because his dad was always there. <clears throat> yeah, previous because his dad was always there. But I didn't know that he knew the what his dad was doing previous to uh, <clears throat> him becoming a drunk and stuff. Oh, that's what oh, okay. I meant, yeah, right? Yeah, like, because yeah. it shows a lot of what happened with uh, Vandal Savage. I think I think Manhunter would may have unlocked a lot of that. Okay, that makes sense because here he is remembering the fact that he helped an alien escape. Yeah, right. So that must have been from Manhunter, right? So I feel like a lot of that even previous stuff, it's probably because Manhunter unlocked it for. Did him. you um, introduce the um, the team? Yes. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Wanted to make sure everyone got credit. Yeah, uh, you I, know. Of I, course. I, yeah, I yeah. just, I jumped the gun. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So a lot of the, uh, yeah. Uh, aside from that, a lot of the conversation kind of led nowhere. Yeah. Right. Like it was basically Lex talking his way out of being trapped. Yeah. More or less. Right. And it was like, it was like Brainiac flexed, and then Lex flexed harder. And then they both like, okay, let's work together. No, no, no. It was basically, well, yeah. It was basically like Brainiac flexed and then Lex was like, nah, see, this is why you don't need to flex. And then Brainiac's <laughs> like, you know what? You're right. I agree with that. Yeah. Let's flex together now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I feel like, yeah, at the end of it, if you just took all that out the and result would be show this, me the last two pages. The result would be the same. Exactly. and Because... We all know, and I'm pretty sure those characters know themselves as well. We all know that Brainiac was going to betray him. Yeah. Oh, and yeah we easily. all knew that uh, Lex had a failsafe. Like he yeah. always does. Yeah. Right? So I really didn't think that needed to be played out. And also, the way this, the way this issue was depicted, I felt like the art style, I felt like, was more suited for something adventurous something more actiony yeah. instead of a subconscious meeting between two minds yeah you, you know like i didn't i really didn't feel like the art style fit the way that this story unfolded yeah like it was definitely designed meant to be de- used with something that 
that's a little bit more dynamic in its action, uh, that needs more dynamic action in its pages. Um, but yeah, again, like, uh, you know, I mean, we're, I know we're kind of talking in circles here, but uh, a lot, I mean, I'm reading through it now. A lot of it just, just didn't need to happen. Like, <laughs> like we knew, yeah, we knew after with the previous issue that, um, that Lionel Luther was involved in this. Mm-hmm. We already know Vandal Savage's part in this. Yep. We didn't know that they were working together on this, which is okay, cool, whatever, right? But, uh, um, uh, even, you know what's funny? Even, even Brainiac says it at some point. He just goes, like, I don't understand what's the point of this conversation. Mm hmm. What what were his exact words here? I'm trying to find his exact words. His exact words were, uh, "Oh, I lost it." Did you find it before? I had it, and uh, and I laughed because <laughs> because I'm like, this is he's so right. Like, there's no point in this. Oh, I can see enough of your mind to know that you think somehow the story will save you. Is it that line? Yeah, something like what? Like, what's the point of what's like, the what lesson? What does this lesson prove, Luther? Yeah. And basically, this is Luther's way of saying, "Hey, let's stop the shenanigans. Let's work together." But I don't see how this story proves that, other than his compare his drawing that parallel between Brainiac and Vandal Savage. But I feel like if I was Brainiac, I would be very insulted by that. Yeah. And you were not getting out of this confined space <laughs> after that. Yeah, because he basically showed Vandal Savage, or he showed to Brainiac that Vandal Savage is just a guy, simple-minded, Yeah, couldn't see further you know, into the truth, yeah. and just decided, you know, to like lock it all up. Yeah. And... If he's saying that's Brainiac, then yeah, for sure. I, I feel like Brainiac will be insulted. Yeah, and I understand the point of this issue is for Brainiac and Luther to just work together really well. Even Sinestro said that can't bode well for anyone that these two <laughs> minds are in such communion, right? Yeah. Um. And then uh, now they're obviously going to unlock the path to the sixth dimension so that they can uh, basically fully awaken Perpetua. Yeah. But that's it, man. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there really just isn't much to talk about. And I find that, um, correct me if I'm wrong, I find that Justice League has been having a lot of these issues recently. Yes. Uh, A lot of... A lot of filler... Not in a traditional not fil- filler sense, not, but yeah. in a... Like small catalyst issues that yeah. lead somewhere. But it's like little steps. Yeah, but like really little steps. Yeah. Or or like issues that are there just to fill in the blanks for what needs to be told. But I did, yeah, I, like I agree with that, but I don't feel like this story needed to be told. The Thanagar story almost felt like that for me, yeah. but it did need to be told. Because there, there was a lot of stuff in the background of that was happening at Thanagar Prime. Yeah, that was very crucial to why they were there, holding it out in the first place. Right. So I feel like that story at the beginning dragged for me, but yeah. paid off well. 
This, like, if we're talking in an issue to issue basis, this issue for me probably has like the least value to the story. Yeah, I can I can remove this issue from the equation, and I probably won't lose anything. Yeah. So, if you take any of the Thanagar stuff out, you lose on a chunk of stuff. Yeah. You know, with the idea that, you know, at one point. Martians and humans were were one. Yeah. Right? You you lose a lot of stuff about the history of Thanagar. This yeah. Yeah. I, I again like I, I feel like they're just having a lot of these issues recently. And I think a lot of the problem now comes from the fact that um they have point A and they have point B and I think they're just having maybe some issues trying to fill in everything that's in between. Trying to get to point B. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and that's why a lot of these issues are coming up because, you know, you have point A and point B and then you have a lot of like the um, sort of like the little mini, uh, the mini arcs that are in there, right? Like mm-hmm. Drowned Earth was in there. Uh, we're, we're going through No Justice right now, right? Like there's a lot well, of... Well, there was a No Justice from before. Yeah. But this is like kind of a, I guess, a reference back to that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's what I meant. And... Uh, it, there's just they're just trying to fill in the gaps in between and I, I think there's just I think that the stretch is a little long. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the, the overall larger arc is actually it's it's been a couple of months already. Yeah. Right? So I well hopefully they'll find a way to speed up the process a little bit just because like I don't know how many more of these issues I can really take to be yeah. <laughs> to be yeah, very yeah, yeah, honest, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh. <laughs> but like there, I I we we sort of saw this coming from um, from kind of the first arc of the of the run where we knew that Snyder writes a lot that pays off immediately in the issue, and he also writes a lot of that big action stuff. Yeah, and we know that James writes a lot of the information stuff yeah. where he needs to give you info about what's about to happen yeah. or what's coming next and the in-between issues and stuff like that. I think there this just needs to be a, like, a better meld of yeah, the two. I think... This is like a... This issue showed a clear separation between yeah, the two styles. Yeah. I feel like there were some issues before that did it. Yeah. This is like... You know it, who's writing this one and yeah. you know who wrote the other one. Yeah. Like it's, it's very obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not that I don't not that I'm saying that one person is writing better than the other. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but a story needs to be told with a purpose. And some sort of consistency. And some sort of consistency. Exactly, right? Like, you can't give me an issue like like 17 and then hop into an issue like 18. Yeah. It's very different, right? Like, 17 still... Well, it's very draggy, but it still had a lot of information that need to be that needed to be given. This one, it just dragged. <laughs> yeah. There was no information that we needed. Yeah. Other than the last two pages. Yeah. And again, that probably could have been told or implemented in some sort of other way. But mm-hmm. that's just me, Jerry. <laughs> that's just me. No, I feel the same way, man. I feel the same way. <laughs> and it's um, it was a little frustrating, but at the same time, like Justice League comes out so often that I feel like it's one of those books that also need stuff like this. Like they just need to fill in it, fill yeah. it in, right? So, uh, which you know that I can understand. Yeah. It's it's tough to 
to keep writing issues that are like jam-packed with action and information every week yeah you just can't and and i can understand that but for it to happen this often like i feel like something needs to maybe be changed moving forward i'd be fine with this becoming a monthly book and yeah it exactly. drops a lot or, of this or, stuff. or if you have to like do it like bi-weekly right like no this is a bi-weekly book oh it is oh yeah i'm so sorry i thought it was weekly for some reason oh no 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 it feels uh, weekly it feels weekly just yeah. because we go through it so often right yeah, yeah. that's a bi-weekly book yeah okay so yeah even yeah monthly yeah monthly would be fine uh you add in an extra couple of pages every month and then uh but make the story a bit more consistent in the way it's being told i feel like that'd be really good yeah yeah but hey man on to the next one journey to the sixth <laughs> <laughs> to the sixth another mini arc that's happening <laughs> yeah for sure this sounds like a mini arc happening yeah 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 all right so let's go to our next book guardians of the galaxy number two it's written by donny cates with art by jeff shaw colors by marty gracia and letters by Corey pettit um donny cates doing a good job so far i'm just a little confused about how this story is being told at the moment yeah because a, a, a team was established after the first issue which i really really enjoyed really enjoyed the first issue I thought that there would be a team that would be established right away, which they, I felt they did at the end of that, the first issue, mm-hmm. and then right out, right from, right out the gates, that team gets separated, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I guess not really separated because they're really only losing Frank Castle, right? I think everybody else pretty much stays. Yeah, but I feel like if you're gonna lose a member right away, that like that makes no sense. Yeah. And uh and so far I'm not seeing this team do a lot of team things, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're not there's nothing that's happening that's making me believe that uh I should be excited for what these guys are going to do moving forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, there's a lot of character uh, going into characters, there's a lot of background information that's being given to us about who these characters are um, and what they're going to be like moving forward in a way. So there's a whole lot of that. Uh, <clears throat> but other than that, I, other than that little piece of information at the end where, again, spoiler warning, uh, <laughs> they're they're going to go and try and look for Gamora yeah. because Gamora is obviously the, the next in line i guess or or the 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 ideal person to inherit thanos's uh, i guess mind yeah and uh they're gonna try and go after nova in order to get that information not peter quill which was what i thought i thought they were going uh, i thought they were gonna go for peter quill and i saw richard Ryder, and i was like huh all right (laughs) yeah and then and then i realized (laughs) and then i realized that made sense because why would you have to go that hard to try and get peter quill it's not very not very difficult he's right there he he already proclaimed himself and he's and he's already like half drunk so like it can't it can't be that difficult to take him down but (laughs) um but other than that bit of information uh it kind of was like like a little wishy-washy yeah if that if that makes any sense yeah um for me for me a Guardians book is really successful when when 
it explores the banter and the relationship between the team itself. Yeah. If this issue, truthfully, I would have been okay and I would have been happier even if the issue itself didn't try to push a story forward and just explore the team. Yeah. Because I feel like Guardians of all teams, of all other teams in the the Marvel Universe, I feel like Guardians is one of those teams where they really get each other because of their circumstances. You, you, yeah, you gotta, you, you gotta really gotta focus out. on the team. Yeah, like you really gotta look out for each yeah. other, As, right? Especially because when it comes to the members of the Guardians, they're not characters that people are really gonna know a lot about. Yeah. Right? So, especially, I mean, especially this particular rendition of the Guardians team. Yeah. You mean, it, it's like, like Beta Ray Bill, like who, <laughs> people are gonna think that's a rip-off Thor, right? <laughs> if you're, if you don't know anything about comics. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So, and again, this may not be a run that's tailored to that particular audience, which you know, which case that you know sort of makes sense that that uh, Donnie's writing it this way. But um, it's got to be a bit more focused on the team. Either you have an f- issue that's focused on the team in the beginning, or you have an issue that's pushing the story forward. You got to pick one in the in, in with when it comes to the Guardians. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because there's always room later on for for you to sort of meld them both together. Yeah. Right. But right now, I, I feel like I need a bit more of the team at the moment. See, I, I don't like with Groot in this particular case. Mm-hmm. Um, teenager Groot. Teenager is this teenager Groot? I feel like it's like, or is it like teenager rebellious Groot? Or it could just be like uh, adult Groot that uh, like loves punk rock. It maybe it could be uh, Blink One Eighty Two Groot. Maybe, but it's a Groot <laughs> that can speak. A Groot that can speak, yes, right. And, and he's got a little mohawk going on. Yeah, to me, this Groot, not endearing. Not a fan of this Groot. Yeah, and what made Groot work for me previously is his endearing qualities. This and, Groot, kind of a punk. And I think it's it, it's. The circumstances in which this group has overcome and sort of, I guess, uh, experience that has made him the way that he is. So I'm not faulting this group for his particular behavior. Uh, I'm just not a fan of this group because I don't think he really melds with this particular team too well. Yeah, you could take this group out, and I feel like the team would be like better in a way. Yeah, but you can't. I I understand you can't have guardians without without Groot. Groot, you just yeah. can't. I I thought you couldn't have Groot without uh, Mister Rocket. Rocket, yeah. And that's the thing. Uh, in establishing this new team, I feel like because it's such a drastic change. Yeah. Um. You have to kind of. You have to really build the team. You have to. And you take have to the time take to the time to it. do it. Yeah. And for me, they they didn't. And I think now I I do think that's by design because technically this team is still just a band of people who kind of yeah they they could very much still rotate members in and out exactly. until it's established. Yeah. So this I I really don't think this is the final rendition of the team of for this run. But at the yeah. same time, there's got to be at least some sort of forward momentum with the team building. <laughs> To, mm-hmm. to at least you know show 
to show like, hey, this member may not work out, this member will work out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And for me, Beta Ray Bill was completely tertiary in this book. Like he, you can just take him out and it's like he didn't exist, but he's on the team. Yeah, like he's just, like he's just there. Like, he literally just stood there. He stood there and like, hey guys, don't, don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, yeah, like for me, it just, it didn't make, it didn't make any sense why the issue unfolded that way. But at the same time, I'm also not upset because, like, they are trying to, like, push things along. So, you know, it's fine. And then they're, like, you know, now they're going after Gamora. And then now they're saying, okay, we need to find Richard Ryder. It's like, okay. I mean, I I guess at the end of the arc, then we'll be like, whoever's left standing in that team, just, okay. We'll just accept that for the team. I mean, I guess there's two ways you can go about this story and, and obviously... Uh, Donnie Cates has picked one of these ways it's either you spend a lot of time in the beginning to just really establish the team but not really push the story forward too much and you know there's obviously going to be some readers that are going to be disgruntled about that or you have a story that sort of pushes the story forward a bit but then you but then you just establish the team later and then again, yeah. you're going to get some people that are disgruntled, but like us, well, I'm yeah. disgruntled about that, right? Yeah. So you, you obviously he he decided to pick the second option, and either way, you're not going to make every reader happy. But as long as you sort of pick away, commit to it, then it'll all work out in the end, mm-hmm. which I feel like is is how this uh, Guardians run is going to go, right? Like we'll probably be pretty happy with it 10, 15 issues in. That's probably I think so. Yeah, that's the way that I see it. But you really gotta like you really sort of gotta like trudge through and uh and um push through this first arc and then everything will be good after that. Mm -hmm. Right. It's it's not like it's not like his Venom run where he's just focusing on one character. Real easy to do that, right? Yeah. Uh, Well not easy. The dynamic I think to balance between a team, especially if you're generating a brand new team, yeah. is a lot harder to juggle. Very difficult. Very than difficult. His sort of Venom's uh, Eddie Brock yeah. symbiote in a struggle thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, again, we'll, I'm sure we'll be real happy with this issue ten fifteen like this. Uh, sorry, run ten fifteen issues in. We just gotta push through it, and and that's and that's it, right? I'm gonna. We're obviously not gonna try to be too critical of it. Because now we know what to expect with mm-hmm. after the second issue, um, but I'm not. I may not have like the most f- flowery review for the f- next little bit until until this the team gets established. Yeah, yeah. Just being honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I do find it interesting that at some point in this issue um, with uh, Eros. Yeah sort of like you see Eros just like you don't really see him in that light before mm-hmm. he's always like this charming guy and blah 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 mm-hmm. right so he also says um, they knows we'll be resurrected we can't allow this to happen um, but we're going to save this universe and we will guard this galaxy mm-hmm. right and yeah. I think this might be that sort of for me triggered the thing where it's like okay I feel like this run it it is really going to be focused on Thanos. Yeah. And it's going to be focused on this this whole idea that everybody is going to sort of do what they need to do and that 
the label for Guardians of the Galaxy doesn't necessarily have to fall on this team of heroes. Yeah, because it, now they got the Dark Guardians. Yeah. So, like, they could... You know, it's an interesting thing to explore. Like, so maybe that's why he's not really establishing a team fully right away because that that could always be changing. They just need to prevent this Thanos thing from happening. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of the uh, like maybe some members of the Dark Guardians will migrate over to the main Guardians team. Maybe I was just like, I was just like, man, another like dark team. We're we gonna do this again. Like, <laughs> that was my thought, right? Yeah, I was like, here, what we got? We got the the, the Dark Avengers. We got the. <laughs> <laughs> uncanny x4 like there's a lot of there's yeah, a lot yeah. of that right and 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 i was just like we're really just gonna do this again but i mean i it's obviously not a forever thing i, I feel like again that the dark guardians is just another device to move the story forward kind of right? yeah i would say so, i would say so yeah yeah all right so uh, i think that's pretty much covers it mm-hmm. for guardians so why don't we move on to our next book it's venom number 11 written by you guessed it. <laughs> also, Donny Cates, art by Joshua Casera, uh, and Ryan Stegman on pencil, and J.P. Mayer on ink, colors by Frank Martin, and letters by Clayton Cowles. Now, this issue, number of revelations have happened in this yeah, issue. And a number of them. It's crazy. <laughs> so, spoiler warning again. I feel like I don't need to say it, but... Yeah, but this one, there, there's quite a bit that happened, so let's just... A quick reminder for spoiler warning. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it turns out Eddie Brock does not have cancer. <laughs> let's just get that out of the way real quick. Turns out he does not have cancer. Okay, let's list them off yeah. when I say spoiler warning, so then people will just at least just know. Yeah. Okay. He does not have cancer. He does not have a sister. He does not have a brother. He does, however, have a son. <laughs> yes. Which... I don't know where that came from. Yeah, uh, but I'm sure we'll find out. Because then it's like, how did you? F- how do you forget that? How do you forget? And how does that other guy claim Dylan to be his son as well? Yeah, you know the like v- the dad. Yeah, like I, I, I like Venom must have like really done some tomfoolery. Yeah, not just in Eddie Brock, but in other people's minds as well. I'm sure, right? Yeah. Um. So he. Venom, like at the end of this, it could be Venom literally changing people's minds and changing people's memories and removing a son from Eddie's life. Just and just to keep him. And that was real selfish of him. Yeah. Real selfish. And uh and the symbiote realizes this and he's trying to justify because here this is at least because at least the symbiote at least Venom symbiote admits it. And he understands that it's wrong, but at least he owns up to it, mm-hmm. right? At least he, at least he tells Eddie, like, I was, I'm afraid to lose you. I cannot lose you. But this is obviously not the right way to go about it. And I don't foresee Eddie parting ways with the symbiote, but I feel like um, that relationship is now really going to change. Yeah. Um. In what way it's going to change, I don't know. I feel like they're going to come out a much stronger uh, symbiote and host. Much, much, much stronger. Um, I just don't know how about they're going to go and repair that relationship now, moving forward. Because mm-hmm. that's that's big. That's a big revelation. That's big. For, yeah. you to, for you to think you've had cancer your whole life as yeah. an adult and then realizing the symbiote changed it. You remove, having a son removed... 
I don't know, man. For and for you to inject all these fake memories, yeah. I don't know, man. Like there's there's got to be a lot of heart to heart going on, right? Yeah, there's, because like of, his whole life is a lie. Yeah, basically, his whole yeah. life has been a lie this whole time. Um, I I feel for Eddie though, man. I really do. But at least now he's jumping to action. Like I gotta go save my son. Yeah. Right. I gotta go save my son. When 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 Venom revealed uh, the truth about Dylan, I thought like, oh man, like Dylan's the real bad guy now. Yeah, I thought he was a villain. Yeah, but then it turns out like, no, it's the truth of Dylan. He's not. All. <laughs> and yeah. It's like, oh, oh no. He says he's his son, but his but I'm also kind of curious his son in what way though. You know what I mean? Like, is he like an, like another symbiote with another host or? Is he like his actual son's son? Because when he when or a he, clone or a clone, hmm, I don't know, man. That's a little far fetched. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. But uh, because remember that uh, not this issue, but the previous issue, or maybe the previous issue before that, um, when they were in the alleyway, and then uh, Eddie saw Dylan transform into like Null. Yeah, I thought, oh man. Like maybe that's what he's referencing to as being the villain, but then I realized that's probably just the Venom symbiote again playing with his mind, so that he doesn't lose uh, Eddie. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but I think it creates this really interesting point of discussion mm-hmm. that we've always thought that Eddie has Eddie needs the symbiote. Yeah. As much as like for the first part of this run, we've seen that like Eddie doesn't, you know, Eddie wants to suppress that voice. He feels like he he needs to be without it. Yeah. Then he realizes he needs to be with it. Mm-hmm. And now we have that turn on its head again with the revelation that the you know, the symbiote needs him. Yeah. Right? And the symbiote doesn't want to lose him. And the symbiote basically has been doing that their entire life. Mm-hmm. But the symbiote has now generated a generated a narrative that becomes not the symbiote needing him but Eddie needing the other way around right right and right. that that I feel like creates this really interesting dynamic between the two of them because you know at, at what point do you believe that you ultimately need something mm-hmm. you know just just to know that you you don't need it you could kick it yeah right and I think that's like the ultimate point of revelation for him is that he knows he at this point he can kick it yeah you know but at that's when they're going to become sort of like the strongest symbiote and host because then now it's just them just working together because they want to work together moving forward right yeah it's no longer eddie thinking he needs a symbiote because he's gonna die or that uh, the symbiote needs eddie because he can't live without him well, i mean he literally can't live without him but um but eddie specifically right so yeah yeah, it's going to be interesting to see that relationship once it sort of develops in that way. Because uh, I can only imagine how strong they're going to be from that moving forward. Like, they're like they're going to be crazy strong. Mm-hmm. But it's got to get to that point, right? Yeah, yeah. So, it's just lots of really, uh, really big revelation type issue. But this is so good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, really, I really liked it. Yeah, this is uh, it. It definitely didn't need a lot of action for it to be a good story, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's what I've really liked about this Venom run is it can go either way, and I'll be real happy with it, right? Um, you can sort of almost tell this story like a movie, and maybe this should have been the Venom movie. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I will say that Venom movie. I don't know. It's not. Uh, I mean, I'm a fan of Tom Hardy. Not to say that the Venom movie was bad. I no, just the, think the that, Venom uh, movie wasn't bad. I think the Venom movie was just confused. Yeah. They, it just it needed to sort itself out. And and with this Venom run, it has an identity and it knows how to display that identity. Yeah. And that leads for some real good storytelling from 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 these issues. I've never. I haven't. There hasn't been a bad issue. Yeah, there has not yeah, yeah. been a bad I, issue. I don't think there's been a bad issue. I think there's been interesting side issues. Yeah, but there hasn't been really a bad issue. I would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's that's gotta be crazy, eh? Sometimes like you think about it and you're just like, what if someone told you right now, like someone walked into the room and be like, "By the way, your whole life's a lie." <laughs> I uh, it, like I don't I, even I don't even know how to react. I'd feel like the blackbird, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here's an interesting topic. It, let's say someone did say that to you, but you did already have all these memories of all these things that are happening, and someone tells you that they're a lie. Would you choose then to to keep those memories, or would you try to get rid of them? I I wouldn't try and get rid of them, but I would definitely try and find the truth for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think... Uh, I, I, I mean, after knowing what you know whether the memories are there or not at that point it doesn't really matter right because you mm-hmm. know the truth right uh now it's just a matter of me i would just go and and, and find try and find uh, an expansion on the truth trying to expand on it try to get clarification try to get some clarification yeah. right um but that's that's just me per- that's what i would do personally mm-hmm. right uh whether what i mean what you would do i don't know I don't really something care something similar no, something kidding. similar you know I'm gonna share them regardless <laughs> yeah go ahead go no something ahead. No, similar something yeah, similar yeah. but uh, you know our memories of who we are like or what we've done defines who we are and created who we are right so I think like altering any of that would kind of but I also feel like you know. there is there is a comfort and there is uh, a power to Knowing that at this point moving forward, you can shape who you are. Yeah. Right? There's a power in that. Um, and whether Eddie realizes this or not, I mean, he obviously doesn't realize it in this moment. Yeah. Uh, because his <laughs> his goal right now is just to save his son. But uh, I feel like he will have that revelation at some point, and, and it's going to be a very powerful moment for him. Um, he At that point, that's when he will lift himself up from his lowest point. Mm-hmm. And... Um, really uh, come into uh, a different more um, more uh, righteous venom yeah his path towards righteousness starts now in three no I'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) just do a countdown for no reason (laughs) alright so I I think that pretty much covers everything for venom very very good issue. Pretty excited for the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to sort of see where they go with uh, with the sun. I want to. Yeah, I want to know like what's the deal with Dylan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I really want to know actual connection. Like, like what type the of sun they're talking. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah yeah. 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 All right. So let's go on to our next book, and a Sharky Bounty Hunter, number one. Um, I will say with this book, uh, be warned. It it is 
more on the 18 plus side yes which uh i felt like we may we probably should have mentioned uh i had no idea yeah because i was reading i was like oh 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 (laughs) mature (laughs) readers yeah not that they're overly explicit with the storytelling uh or the artwork for that matter but um it's there Mm -hmm. and um it's uncensored so uh, i guess for younger readers or for older readers that feel like they should share their story with younger readers uh, maybe just don't be cautious <laughs> yeah. yeah just know what you're getting into <laughs> yeah. um but yeah it's uh written by mark millar art by simone bianchi or bianchi both of those names are actually kind of hard to because i don't <laughs> know if i should say mark millar or mark miller i don't know Mark and it's art by <laughs> Simone Bianchi I'm gonna say Bianchi and it's lettered by Peter Doherty 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 D-O-H-E-R-T-Y we are not good with these names is it Doherty we are not Doherty let's go with it let's go with it we are not good with these names written by Mark art by Simone lettered by Peter a uh, real good story uh, I'm really liking I'm really Indy's the way to go man I can't believe I'd never saw this before. Really? Yeah, I've never. I haven't. I never saw the light. I've, I'm huge on indies. I know, and yeah. and I am now as well. Um, but I'm really liking this this story. It's really, it's different. You know, it's not your it's not your typical, I guess, uh, main run storyline that you would expect. A lot of the tropes are. Uh, I guess counter mainstream. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also am drawing parallels, and it's going to be similar for high level as well. I'm drawing parallels of uh, to children of men. Right. Okay. I feel like a lot of, I feel like that art that archetype of story. Uh, really shines through for for Sharky as well as high level. But I think that's also why there's, these stories are so good so far. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it, it talks about it talks about sort of this like high society, right? That mm-hmm. you don't um, normally. That that like, it has like this sort of, it has a built-in sense of mystery that like you don't normally get. So. Yeah, and you and you're talking about uh, a main character that's not necessarily the best character right out the gate mm-hmm. you know what I mean uh, and we'll, again we'll talk about it in a high level but uh, but Sharky uh, um, is a character that's very much about himself mm-hmm. um, and we're, we're obviously going to see that change over the course of time because I obviously feel like um uh, this kid uh, his name is Extra Billy <laughs> <laughs> uh, Extra Billy is going to become uh, a main character or a sidekick to Sharky moving forward yeah and you're all, I, I feel like it's pretty obvious at this point that that's what's going to happen uh, then it then it becomes sort of like a Rick and Morty sort of story <laughs> <laughs> Because he's a bounty hunter, so he's obviously going to go on a lot of sort of random adventures, right? Yeah. 
um, that are that I mean their stories are still going to span several issues like there's still going to be arcs but uh, there's there's not going to be sort of like a final goal for Sharky yeah but well for this one maybe because I think Sharky is a limited series I shouldn't be though it's such a good character Sharky <laughs> the bounty hunter yeah keep talking I'm gonna look it up well, I'm just gonna... Okay, it's a six-issue mini. Wow. I found it really quick. Just Google doing me well. Um, yeah, it's a six-issue mini. As as okay. most Mark Mark Miller's uh, book. Um, yeah. A lot of his titles are. Okay, they're, so they're all minis. in this particular run, then yes, there is going to be a final goal. But uh, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying, though, right? But there's like, probably follow-up series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He usually has a lot of that, too. Yeah, I feel like uh, Sharky is the kind of character you can sort of write multiple runs with mm-hmm. um, him and extra Billy <laughs> <laughs> extra Billy <laughs> what does that even mean <laughs> where's regular Billy <laughs> <laughs> he's gone man he's gone bro um, but I'm really liking the story really liking the style of artwork mm-hmm. um, again wasn't expecting um, some of the ex- the explicits on here um, but it, that that for me doesn't take away from from very much. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of the main story still remains intact. Obviously, aside from that, and we're just gonna have to see sort of where this goes from here, right? Um, it's got a lot of potential, but it's just also the first issue. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. there's uh, there really isn't much to go on based on that. Yeah, and uh, and then we get you know obviously we get at the end. It's clearly looking like one of those bounty hunter versus bounty hunter sort of stories. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bounty hunter versus bounty hunter. Boba Fett versus Shirky. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I, I think the the story is more going to develop towards Sharky and Extra Billy. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure, for yeah, sure, for and sure. that's and that's like made even more evident when like Sharky's about to just leave but then he and comes back doubles for back for Billy. Billy yeah get so. the hell inside before I change my mind that's the voice I get in my head get the hell inside before I change my mind <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay sir <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's uh, I, I'm I'm interesting for, I'm interested in that dynamic and extra Billy seems like a good kid so you know yeah he seems like a, he's obviously a good kid that has a troubled past cause this is this sounds like his millionth home by now yeah right yeah uh but again it's i like i enjoy that archetype mm-hmm. like that duel of characters because again it's it's kind of like rick and morty <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. that really is yeah i mean that's basically who they are right um and for them i think this is going to be something that may develop into sort of like then a new dynamic duo of comics mm-hmm. right um but we'll uh, again we'll now, have to see. But knowing Mark and the way he writes a lot of his stories, yeah, uh, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> Extra Billy could meet a pretty tragic end. No, the way that Mark likes to no. write. <laughs> Extra Billy. Extra Billy. No. Yeah. If anything happens to Extra Billy, I'll just start start a riot. Well, I mean, you must have fallen in love with Extra Billy real quick then, because <laughs> it's only the first <laughs> issue. <laughs> it's a good kid, you know. He's a good character, but nothing to riot over <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the, 
first issue, a, a good setup, I think, a good, you know, a good way to sort of introduce the characters. Not a whole lot needs to be said yeah. for those characters, and they they sort of just they're very self-explanatory. Through. characters. Exactly, yeah, and they've shown through a lot themselves. Um, so I feel like it's a it's a pretty solid, strong first issue. So mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. see where this mini goes. We don't keep a lot of minis um, on the show. Like, and I think that's know. also why sometimes we sort of struggle to have conversations with, with minis like this. Yeah. Because, um, because a lot of the times the writers will write characters in very more or less straightforward ways. Because they don't have a lot of time to develop these characters, right? So because of that, there really isn't much to say because there there's nothing beyond these characters other than what you see at the moment. At yeah, the moment, exactly. Right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Cold Spots was very much that way too. Yeah. Right up until the fourth issue. Yeah. <laughs> the very even, last issue. But even even at that point, like, there's more to talk about. You know, for cold spots when it comes to like issue four and five, yeah, and whatever. But like, it's still it's still just more to talk about in terms of plot. It's mm-hmm. not so much about characters, yeah, because um, the plot is also very straightforward. Exactly. Right? So I, I feel like for something like this, where uh, it's also going to be very plot driven conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do feel like this is one of those series, much like cold spots, that's going to end up, you know staying on the list and not one of those like we wait till trade and yeah know, pick yeah, it up yeah, together right exactly it, it is one of those books like it's fun to read so I do feel like moving forward it, it will be a good conversation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah alright so let's go on to the last book for the week and that's High Level Number 1 it's written by Rob Sheridan with art by Barnaby Bagenda colors by Romulo Fajardo Jr don't hurt yourself buddy <laughs> and letters by Nate Picos of Blambot. This book really surprised me. Yeah. In the sense that I did not expect it to be <laughs> as good as as it is. <laughs> You're like, this book's really surprised me because it's a because it was not expected. It is like, okay, that's very literal definition of surprise. I just, well, in the sense that, I mean, I mean, because you could be surprised by anything in the book, right? Like the story yeah, could be yeah. good, but you're like, oh wow, the art's amazing. I just didn't expect it to be as good as <laughs> as it was. Not because, and that's not me knocking on the on the creative team. That's not what I'm doing. Um, but it's hard for me to, especially because I'm I'm pretty new to indie, mm-hmm. more or less, right? Um, it's but it's so it's hard for me to come into a book and go, yeah, this is gonna be good. Mm-hmm. You mean like I can't say that I couldn't say that for Sharky I couldn't say and, that for Die and like, I also I, I feel like the familiarity with creative teams yeah um, isn't you know it's not there for me yet yeah right? so um, not not in the not in the way like it is for you yeah well I, I looked at this right away I wanted to do it to, for the show because Barnaby Beginner is amazing yeah he did um, uh, the Omega Men written by Tom King at the time for uh, for DC mm-hmm. it's like this 12 issue series if you haven't read it you should read it yeah. it's oh, so good but yeah he did that series and I was like right away I was like done anything this guy write, uh, draws I'm game you know so yeah that that's how it came to my radar but absolutely I feel like the story for this is just it 
I really like it <laughs> because it gives me that. Uh, what's that? Uh, what was that movie that uh, Matt Damon was in? And uh, Interstellar. Was it Interstellar? Were you going to say Matthew McConaughey? No, no. Oh, then no, it's just, not Interstellar. Just Matt Damon. He's like, uh, oh, man, that was bothering me. Uh, it's that movie where we bought a zoo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It really <laughs> reminds me of We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> it's that movie where he's. Again, in lower society, and he's and he f- tries to find his way. Uh, I mm, I'm trying to go through like it's not Jason Bourne. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, he was an actor. Okay, so let's go under. Okay, let's go. Okay, let's make this quick. I'm, Goodwill Hunting. No, <laughs> not with Ben Affleck. <laughs> the Martian. No, but that in fact was a very good movie. Oh yeah, I liked it. Uh, but uh, I have no idea what movie. El- you're Elysium. About. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that movie yet. You haven't seen Elysium? No. Here's the synopsis in Elysium. In the year <laughs> 2154, the very wealthy, uh, the very wealthy live on a man-made space station, while the rest of the population resides on a ruined Earth. A man takes on a mission that could bring equality to the polarized worlds. Does that not sound like high level? Yeah. Yeah, I see it. I see it. But I really, actually really enjoyed Elysium. So I feel like, um, I think that's why I'm I'm enjoying this comic Mm -hmm. so far, just because that I kind of like stories like that. Right? Um, Especially, especially because 13, I feel like, is is a very likable character. Yeah. A, a likable character, but like sort of like carefree and like just sort of just you know living life and stuff yeah, like that. And there's still a lot of room for her to develop, right? Yeah. Like I already, I already like her as a character. I can only imagine how much I'm gonna like her. Couple of issues in, mm-hmm. right? Um, though I'm reading through it now, and this I, I forgot how scary this uh, little machine man guy thing is. <laughs> kind of looks like. Uh, Do you ever play League of Legends? Yep. Doesn't he kind of look like Urgot? The machine... Urgot? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what Urgot looks like. You don't remember Urgot? Seriously? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let me see. You ain't no league player, bro. <laughs> um, Let's see, let's see, let's... Oh, okay, no, I, I see him. I played League of Legends, like, religiously for, like, two years. I didn't... I, I played against AI. Like, I played, like, competitively for two years. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I no that, that's I didn't do that. I didn't do that. But okay, yeah, no, he does look like him. Yep, you're absolutely right. Um, I I like the way that this story's developing. I I enjoy the fact that uh, they really f- are fleshing out this world really well mm-hmm. in this issue. Like you you get a lot of a sense of what's going on. Um, just based on these like couple of pages, and I'm really I'm actually really impressed by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because only one other series that we've covered so far has done that, and that's uh, Die. Mm-hmm. Even Blackbird, as much as their w- world building is really good, um, it still took them a couple of issues to really sort of establish to to what's point, going on. Yeah. Right? Like this one, you get it right away. Mm-hmm. Right? So now you, you can really sort of 
invest yourselves into the character as opposed to sort of dividing that investment between the character and understanding what's going on in the environment. Yeah. And I think this issue did a good job in a sense of trying to paint what high level is. Mm -hmm. Um, Because with the two characters that she had interactions with, they gave a completely different painting of what high level is. Yeah. And... And I think that's one of those things that's going to be explored in this, you know, in this series is what does high level mean to you? Yeah. Because everybody can see it differently, right? And maybe some people want the ascension and don't mind sitting around in high level waiting for the ascension. Yeah. Right? And maybe some people just be like, no, that's such a drag. Everyone's in a uniform. And it's just, and not, you're taking away the freedom and everything. And also, you don't really know what ascension means. Exactly. Right? So, I, I think that's part of the mystery, right? It's yeah. just like, it's it, it mirrors um, real life a lot in that sense, right? Where, I mean, think of religion, for example. There, you have people that that swear by their religion, that, that live their religion on a day-to-day basis. And some people that just have no religion at all mm-hmm. but their views on religion can be very different yes right some people want it some people don't and that's um i think that's part of the appeal of the story is that they can also sort of leave it up to the reader um, as to how they feel about ascension yeah like what does it mean to us as the reader mm-hmm. uh, and that can be separated from how the main character 13 feels about it not that we really know how she feels about it right now, yeah. right? Um, but she will, I think, once she gets there. Yeah. Because now she's been given a mission. Exactly, to go, right? exactly, exactly. And um, I mean, I have a feeling our opinion of Ascension and High Level is going to very much be aligned with how the main character feels. Yeah. Well, that, uh, that's the main that's, way that's it's the, going to be depicted Yeah, to us, and that's right? going to be so, the point, right? But yeah. uh, uh, I feel like it gives us readers a lot of options as to how we want to feel about the story in in, in different ways. And I really like that. And how we're sort of going to go into a feeling, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. The initial thought about when she enters high level. Yeah. Yeah. Really, I'm really liking this story. Again, like I'm not trying to be like low-key dissing the creative team (laughs) and say that, oh, I wasn't expecting this to be good. I just wasn't expecting it to be as good as it as it was so far really looking forward to issue two yeah yeah and i and i like the end where it's just like all right so it's like i need you to bring a cargo up it's like okay what is it oh i need to i need to make sure it's someone i can trust okay so so what is it yeah like uh some people call this uh this precious thing that can like end the war yeah okay but like what is the cargo yeah like i just need to <laughs> that's all i need to know yeah and <laughs> And then she's like, "You think you're immune?" He's like, "You think you're immune from the world, <laughs> but like, uh, it it's spreading, and you saw exactly what happened. Now's your chance to stop all of it." It's like, "Okay, fine, I'll do it." Yeah. Just what is the card? <laughs> it's funny because um, Akon, which is this guy's name, yeah. He, did you notice he was also in the beginning of the issue? Was he? Yeah. Go to uh, go I back. I didn't see him. Go back to the page where. Um, um, she was sneaking with the other girl to the back room mm-hmm. uh, in order to grab uh, the chip off of her. Uh, right when she's uh, right where uh, the bartender says nobody touches thirteen. Mm-hmm. On the next panel, he's right there. He was looking for her the whole time. That's him. Yeah, same guy. That's the con. Look at his face mask. Look at his hair. Okay, I see him. 
And then we go back to a con. Oh. Oh, with the same backpack too. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, that completely flew by me. Yeah, see, I know this stuff, bro. Yeah, this, <laughs> the attention to detail. That's that's it's, that's um, what we do here at Dark Horse top, Comics. You know, top notch. I mean, you didn't notice it, but I was that, say, that's what we like, do. At that's, Dark- that's what that's what half of us do <laughs> at Dark Horse Comics is uh, attention to detail. <laughs> but uh, no, really, really enjoying the story so far. Um, yeah. Again, it's the same thing. I'm going to say the same thing I said for um, Sharky. It, it really gives me that Children of Men vibe. Especially because she has to sneak this little girl back into high, you know, to like, high level. Like literally, like this is Children of Men. Yeah. High level style. But <laughs> high level style. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm very excited. Very excited. I want to know what Minnow can do to end this war. That's kind of a mystery. Like, is it just because they don't have kids? <laughs> yeah. It's either that. It could be a, a literal power that she has, yeah. or it could be uh, a status power. Maybe she's someone's kid. Yeah, you know, it, it it could be so many different things, and I think it's just it it's intriguing. You know, with the way that Minnow's standing at the end, at the very last panel, when uh, Akan and Thirteen are staring at her with uh, Ezra, I think Ezra is also a very ironic name, but uh, she looks she's about to go Super Saiyan, bro. <laughs> she's got the stance going this isn't even my final form <laughs> super same now <laughs> but yeah very excited about the next issue um, and I'm glad a lot of um, there's a lot of good stuff now sort of like trickling back oh, yeah. into Vertigo comics oh yeah um, and that's like the one thing that, I, that I'd say about Vertigo is that like there was a period of time where they had a lot of really good indie stuff and then a lot of those started ending and then they ran pretty dry and now it looks like they're putting more things back into Vertigo and it's just it's good because that imprint is like the one imprint where I missed the most with the terms to like it's a DC owned imprint but it's purely creator owned Mm -hmm. like uh, property that's in that imprint so like as they, they pump out a lot of good stuff you know, that's yeah. why, like, I actually look for a lot of vertical stuff because, like, they put out a lot of stuff, a lot of really. Good I'm stuff. glad to see that vertical is back on track. Back on track. Back on track. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think that pretty much wraps up our comics for the week. So, Victor, huh? <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about that that coffee a little bit. Um, I, you mentioned this earlier. Uh. I do taste pear. I really do. Okay. Right, but we were talking a little bit off air. But I I, I also feel it. like it, there's a little bit of like like a dark chocolate in there too. Okay. Like I get that vibe. I, I get a little bit dark of Dark chocolate and also some sort of like um, like caramelized sugar, like something like that. Not, I was, not, not specifically caramel, but yeah. it's like caramelized sugar. I got more burnt. actually towards actual caramel. All right. Yeah, a little okay. bit towards actual caramel, okay. and I think um, the actual the, the the beans themselves mm-hmm. actually gave up a pretty solid aroma yeah. of uh, of caramel. So for me, the taste right away, there's a bit of that caramel there, but the pear really stood out for me. Yeah. Um. So uh, the the crispness of it, I think, mm-hmm. is what really jumped out. Um. But yeah, now that you mention it, the dark, I do feel a little bit of that dark chocolate. Yeah. Um. I, I, I'm not a fan of that simply because, like, for me, if I'm going to have a coffee, it's got to be either 
like sweet or it's gotta be like savory like it's gotta be one of the two i'm not a fan when it's like both because then i feel because oh, okay. i feel like then the coffee sort of has like a bit of an identity crisis um <laughs> coffee's in crisis oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna write a brand new series <laughs> coffee's, in coffee's in crisis but um but yeah like I, I for me like i like my coffees to be either refreshing or heavy okay like right. it, it can't be both yeah yeah uh and for me i'm sort of getting that it's a bit of a it's conflicting a bit of a conflicting thing yeah. but it's still good yeah i'm not saying it's a bad coffee it's just not for me like a hundred percent right mm-hmm. uh so what are we it's like a salted caramel yeah right sort that of, has yeah. never that like has its appeal and then it goes away for me yeah like you enjoyed in the moment but it's just like you're not gonna go out of your way to have it exactly sort of thing, right yeah. Yeah, yeah okay so what are we sticking with then we're sticking with uh, pear i'm going with pear caramel um caramel slash caramelized sugar okay and let's go with a dark chocolate okay let's do that all right we are getting dark chocolate <laughs> hazelnut which mm, oh okay and passion fruit mm. hmm hmm <laughs> passion fruit passion fruit to me i've never had the actual fruit yeah, I've always just had passion fruit bubble, like bubble tea. tea, but that's obviously like not the actual flavor because it's, of the fruit. Because they obviously put they put sugar in it yeah, with the tea, like and tons. it just completely takes it out. Yeah, right? so. so yeah, I can't really tell you what passion fruit tastes like. Maybe this is passion fruit. I just can't tell you because yeah. I never really had passion yeah. fruit. Hazelnut though, like mm. maybe, maybe again, yeah, like my hazelnut's a tough one. My hazelnut. Again, like it just comes from Nutella. So yeah, like, <laughs> Nutella and Ferrero. Like, like these are my references. Or here. like Ferrero's dipped in Nutella. Yeah, exactly. That's our hazelnut. That's that's too much. That's too uh, much. Yeah, it's a bit. Too, that's it's like a bit much. that's like a health problem happen, waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I I will settle for one for three on this one. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Like yeah, one for three is fine. Yeah. That's like, like I. That's, we're we're getting there. We're batting three hundred. We'll, <laughs> we'll be okay. <laughs> but yeah, overall, very good coffee. Um, not for me personally, but I can see why someone would really enjoy this. Yeah. Um, I've I, I've just never been like like that for for me. Like you just think of the tasting notes, like right, passion fruit, dark chocolate, and hazelnut. Those three together, like it's a conflicting experience. Yeah. Right. It but if I like, if I read that on a label when I'm buying a coffee, yeah. and I read that on a label, like bought right away yeah because for me the passion fruit is kind of like a write-off yeah because like whatever as long as it's a fruit it's fine yeah. hazelnut i and love chocolate hazelnut. Mm. hazelnut and chocolate it's like mm. that's a dark that, ferrero that, that's a mama mia right you know? there that's one of those dark chocolate ferrero like, yeah i'll take those so like, but i'm not getting that taste here yeah so but it is what it is well we'll, we'll take the one for three yeah, yeah we'll we'll take it we'll take it um, okay, so I think that pretty much concludes our coffee discussion as well. And uh, why don't we go ahead and take this time now to go back to our boardroom and let's see who is there waiting to be the next member of the. Um, or am I saying? Oh, I was gonna. I, yeah, I was oh. gonna try to like signal a little bit. I, I did a really horrible humble job. heroes agency. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> That's my bad. I completely set you up there. <laughs> And we're at 
the Humble Heroes Agency segment. Ding! We arrived. <laughs> we were talking <laughs> on the way up. We were talking, we're talking on, the way up. on the way up. I was yeah, just, yeah, just preparing yeah. myself. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, you just know working on the speech. Uh, so, yes, we're at the Humble Heroes Agency segment. And what we do in this segment is we scour the internet and we find some really cool superhero ideas. And uh, we, we hope these superheroes end up joining our agency. You know, as sort of a, a cool new recruit to help us defeat the evils of evilness. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. So, <laughs> Victor, who do we got this week? You know what I really like, Jerry? What? I really like Karate Kid. Not like the movies, because they just borrowed the name, but like the actual like Karate Kid. Oh. You know, like DC's Karate Kid. You know what I'm saying? DC had a Karate Kid? You serious? Who's DC's Karate Kid? It's Karate Kid. He's from DC? Yeah. Get out of town. Yeah. You didn't know this? No. I know. Oh, okay, yeah. So, so DC has Karate Kid. Karate Kid's from DC? But he knows, like, every martial arts in the universe. That's, like, his thing. Oh. Oh, oh. So so he can actually, like, hold his own against, like, Superboy for a little bit. Like, not. Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? Okay. I thought you were talking about... Like, the actual Karate Kid, like, Mr. Miyagi. Karate Kid. Mr. Miyagi. No, that's just a borrowed IP. Okay. I was like, that guy, no way. That guy's from DC. (laughs) Or maybe it's the other way around, actually. I don't know. But but either way, we have now in our midst perhaps our own Karate Kid. Okay. His name is Shaolin Bull. Shaolin Bull. Okay. At a young age, Lewis admired all forms of martial arts, from modern mixed martial arts to more ancient forms. When he grew older, his sister was killed by an unknown person. Heartbroken and enraged, he sought out ways to better avenge his sister. He soon traveled to the Far East, I don't know why he had to go that far, to learn from a teacher who could teach him a more sacred form of combat. He studied and practiced for many years until he became a true master and claimed the mantle of the bull, his spirit animal. Mighty and furious, yet disciplined and focused. With the passing of his uh, teacher, Lewis was charged with protecting a sacred charm that could change the wielder into their spirit animal. Oh, I thought he was charged with murder. But <laughs> I thought that was totally bad. <laughs> now, he has become the true master of all the martial arts. He is the Shaolin Bull. I'm very impressed so far. Okay. Very, very, very impressed. Okay, okay. Powers. Uh-huh. He can transform into a minotaur creature. Enhance strength, durability, and speed. Master strategist, weapons expert, martial arts expert. Weapons expert. I am talking about our very own karate kid, Jerry. What type of weapons? Uh, I'm assuming like 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 like, like staff, like thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Nunchucks, and like the, nunchucks. And yeah, like this guy. The, imagine, the imagine there's like a crazy like earth-shattering crisis this guy just comes with some nunchucks he's like just whipping it around like crazy <laughs> that, I'd be actually really impressed <laughs> did someone ask for a Dow? yeah <laughs> I've got one his costume traditional golden martial arts uniform with black lining black kung fu belts black gloves and shoes helm resembling head of a bull so he's Bruce Lee with a bull head yes okay Yes. <laughs> Think of like Enter the Dragon Bruce Lee, but that whole costume is like a golden yellow with mm-hmm. black lining, and then he's just wearing a helmet with bullhorns. Think okay. of it like that. All right. So, 
you know, I'm real impressed with Shaolin Bowl. Not simply because of the fact that I really want our own karate kid in the Humble Heroes Agency, but also he seems like an overall great guy. Yeah, seems disciplined. And I think discipline is what a lot of... Discipline and focused. Yeah. So I think that's what we're looking for right now. We need our own Shaolin Bull right now. Our own karate kid. So are we giving him a pass? Uh, Yeah, I would think so. Why with the hesitancy? Uh, I would think so. Why would you go, "Uh, you should have just said yes. You know, I just... Don't don't argue with me. Uh. <laughs> okay. This okay. <laughs> recruiting process. Okay. <laughs> no, I I agree. He okay. he would be a great addition to the team. Good. Good. Excellent. Yeah. I'm glad you agree. Uh. <laughs> so Shaolin Bull, welcome aboard to the Humble Heroes Agency. We look forward to working with you. Your membership card will come in the mail. Union membership card. Because this is a union. We do you do you do get benefits. <laughs> <laughs> what benefits could we possibly give? Hey, dental, vision, like healthcare, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. That's a that's a lot of stuff that we're promising. It's a humble here agency. <laughs> we, we need some humble benefits. <laughs> <laughs> humble benefits. So it's like you get you get eyewear, but like monocle. We don't cover both. <laughs> <laughs> very humble, very humble. <laughs> dental, but like front teeth. Only, that's it. <laughs> no braces. <laughs> All right, so that about concludes the Humble Heroes Agency segment. So uh, why don't we go ahead and hop on to the Cosmic Treadmill, and let's see what next week has in store for us. (laughs) (laughs) You know what that sounds like? Um, When you're trying to connect on Skype. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I haven't used Skype in forever, but yeah. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. That's what it reminded me of. So next week, we have Flash number 65, Heroes in Crisis number 6, Shazam number 3, Captain America number 8, Daredevil number 2, and Oliver number 2. What a roster. Yeah. What a roster. Very diverse... Uh, very diverse roster of books. <laughs> Lots like, of stuff coming from the big two. Just so. like our humble heroes agency. <laughs> yeah, just very like diverse. It, yeah. <laughs> Zing, good plug. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <laughs> I think that uh, pretty much uh, that pretty much covers it, and pretty uh, much concludes our show as well. <laughs> so we thank you for tuning in. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. Remember, if you like what we do on this podcast, please make sure you hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. We can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and amongst all the other podcast service providers. So please remember, uh, once you subscribe, you leave us a review and uh, remember to give us a rating if you have some time. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about the show, about what we've talked about, or if you got a book or a title you want us to start discussing on the show, make sure you email us at contact at You can also reach us on Twitter at twitter.com slash darkrosecomics for the show, twitter.com slash jaredthebear52 for myself, and twitter.com slash victorjyoung for my co-host Victor. You can also find us on Instagram at instagram.com slash darkrosecomics, and you can find our Facebook page at facebook.com slash darkrosecomics. And if you want to be a part of the community, you can find our Facebook group at darkrosecomicsgroup. And as always, take care. See ya.